Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Apostle E.A. Ajay. Apostle E.A. Ajay is the founder and pastor of Devotional Light Church. He is also the founder of the Jesus the Answer campaign and an author of several best-selling books. Devotional Light Church is a vibrant church with people full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to E.A. Ajay. Today I'm teaching about three things again. You You must fight to become. You must fight to become these three things. Yes, to become. Because many people are deceived now. Many people act and think as if things would just happen. Please, things do not just happen. You thought things happened because you had a father or a mother who was doing that. And I feel like now, this generation... When I say this generation, I mean you. Feel so entitled. And that's one of our greatest weaknesses and troubles. No one is entitled to anything. Yes. Is it the mic? Or? Okay, give me another mic. Was my battery changed? So, wow. God is good. No one, this mic is not, you don't give me this mic. Because if someone should do that, should read the Bible, this mic will not work. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. We feel, you could see people feel entitled. You will not get it. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. And that is one of the reasons, despite our tremendous wealth in this country and progress, we are struggling. That is the reason why we say we want to marry, we pray, we do everything for marriage, and we marry and we are not happy. Because we feel entitled. Yeah, everybody is expecting everybody want the other person to. There's nothing like that. You go for what you want. You do what you want. Yeah. You seek what you want. Entitlement will make you be offended for nothing. It will make you be angry for nothing. It will make you dis- be disappointed for nothing. It will even make you a hypocrite. Yeah, because you want what you are not giving. Many don't realize it. Amen. You, you want what you are not giving. So are you not a hypocrite? Have you experienced that in somebody ask you money and you don't have it? And the person is offended or annoyed that you don't have it. Yeah. And you wonder, but you don't have it. And the person can't believe. You know, I've, I've really experienced that. I don't know if whether I should go in now. <laughs> okay, you see, okay, for you to get my point, for it to make sense, in, you know, I am the last born at my, my father's side and my mother's side. You understand? 
So I'm the last born. And I'm also the only male. You understand? So because I'm the last born and the only male, this my sisters took care of me. They really cared for me. Even one of my sisters, the one who I am before, the difference between me and her is like 10 years. So you can imagine. My ma they were not going to give birth again. But they wanted their boy, so they tried again. <laughs> so 10 years. So, you know, they took care of me. If you remember, uh, one Valentine. You know, when I met Pastor Jess, one Valentine. I didn't have money. One of my sister called Vash. She bought the Valentine present for me. Oh, yeah. yeah they, so they took care of me. You understand? I want you to get the point. So it's like I've become... I'm grown now. I'm now. I'm grown now. I'm now an uncle, especially from my background, Ghana. Uncle, uncle must be giving. Uncle, you know, the niece must be able to count on you, your sister's niece, especially how they've taken care of me. And when I became an uncle, the children haven't grown, isn't it? The nephews and the niece have not grown. So by the time they grow, and now it's like they want uncle. Now uncle is a pastor. Now, uncle is working full-time as a pastor. Uncle is just living month by month, week by week, highly budgeted, no extra money. And they will ask you thing. I don't have it. And I have to just simply say, I don't have it. Because I don't have it. And you could tell the disappointment. You could, you could tell. You could tell. One time, my mother-in-law... I remember she sent my wife money to buy a plane ticket to come and visit her. Say, if you are not coming, you take money and buy a plane ticket. Can you imagine? I couldn't afford a plane ticket. True story. But I don't have it. And not like I'm a useless person. I know myself. But because my work, I've given myself. And what I get, what the raving brings, when I wake up, what falls on the ground, that's what I eat. So, you realize it was difficult. It was like you had disappointed. You had disappointment. It's like you are letting down. But what should I choose? I have to embrace the shame, the humility, and say, I don't have it. Sometimes a friend will call you from Africa, and you ask you money. You say, I don't have it. And sometimes the friend will say, you mean you don't have 20 pounds to send me? They've already converted the money. Yeah. <laughs> You don't have 20 pounds, not even 10 pounds. Say, I don't have it. And I don't have it. And all I can say is, I don't have it. And it's like, <laughs> you get my point. That's what, that's what I mean, but I've really experienced it. And even as a pastor in this country, one time I was at home, a guy called, this is about three years ago, just before lockdown. He said, he want to see me. I said, that time we didn't have our place. I said, it's not our place. We meet there, but I said, he want to see me. I said, the earliest I can come is like two hours time. He said, okay. Two hours time I came. He said he's a Jew. Blah, blah. He's moved from Manchester. He's got a job here, but he needs money to go back. Transportation. First time meeting him, everything. And I just said to him, I don't have money. He didn't understand. He was arguing with me. And now I didn't even believe it. <laughs> yeah. And I said, I don't have money. What do you mean by I don't have money? I said, I don't, I'm thinking, but you don't have money. Why can't I also not have money? Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord Jesus. So I'm just saying this sometimes. You feel entitled. 
what you don't have, what you don't do, what you don't give, why do you want to receive it? Yes. You, you understand? So that's why I'm using that. I say you have to fight to become these three things. Because there are things, if you don't fight, you will not become. You will not have it. It's not natural to be happy in marriage. Oh. No, no. Most marriages, have you not noticed, as they are growing, the two couples, they don't laugh. They don't smile again. Have you not noticed? Look at most elder, elder married. They don't smile. Yeah. yeah. It shouldn't be like that. But you see, what I'm trying to say, if you don't, if you don't fight for certain things, you grow. Some some fathers even no, even they are they, they are even happy you can't see because now the face has refused to smile because years of moodiness has reconfigured the face. Oh, it's true. It's true. No, <laughs> that's why you shouldn't allow anyone to make you be frowning your face. Because you get to a place, all you have is frown face, no matter what. Yeah, all the light will go, darkness will be on the face. <laughs> so, I'm no, it's true. Yeah. So, there are things you must fight to have. You understand? A lot of things you must fight to what? Have. If you leave it, <laughs> amen. And there are three, but there are three important things today that I want you to, I want to draw your attention to it and tell you that you are to fight to have these things. Amen. And these three things are peace, faithfulness, and love. Peace, faithfulness, and love. You have to fight to have peace in your life, to be at peace. You have to fight that you will be peaceful. Don't think of somebody who is for you. You have to fight to be a faithful person. To have faithful people in your life. You have to fight to have love. To be full of love and have love people around you. People who love. And the reason why I'm saying you have to fight is there are things and people that will come to prevent that, to stop that. And if you should follow it, you will not have peace. You will not have love. You will not be faithful. And you will lose out. You will struggle. So you are to fight it. You are to be determined that at all costs, you will have peace. You will be a peaceful person. Your life will be peaceful. You are to fight to be de determined that cause you be a faithful person and that you have faithful people around you. Men who don't cheat, not like they don't have feeling. It's a decision they have made. It's a decision. Women who don't cheat, it's not like no man come to them. It's a decision they have made. You, you understand? People who love, not like they don't suffer things. It's a decision they have chosen. And not, you are not doing it for somebody. I'm not saying you are, I'm not saying to love people, to be faithful to people. I'm talking about you. 
Because many of times when we hear this thing, we think it's for people. No, it's for us. So you have to fight to have this thing. Me, my life, I fight to have this thing. And I can see I have it. If I don't have it, I'll just push it away. Yeah, I fight to have this thing. Amen. Because the reason why these three are important, whether you are aware of it or not, this is what everybody is fighting for. This is what everybody is following. Just that some people don't really get it. Some people don't really understand it. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. For example, peace. Many people think if I earn 3000 for example, a month, then I'll be able to pay rent, I'll be able to buy the car, so then I will, oh, I will have peace. You see, so what they don't know is the reason why they need 3000 every month because of peace. But sometimes everything they do don't bring peace. Even if we give them 10000 a month, they won't have peace. You, you understand? Uh-huh. Sometimes, so all I want is a Christian girl, a, a Christian man. Why do you want a Christian man? Because you are thinking that you get peace. So I'm trying to say, these, are the, these three things are the things everyone is changing. No, I mean, give it to her for me, please. Not that, so maybe you don't know. Faithfulness. Whenever someone betrayed you, see how painful it is. Uh-huh. So whether you know it or not, you are all chasing faithfulness. If a time comes and you are not able to count on that friend, you get because that means there's no faithfulness. The faithfulness means commitment. So I'm saying whether we are aware of it or not, these are the things that we are choosing. You know. Why do, why, why, why do you get offended when you are discriminated against? Because if you feel like you are not loved. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you, you understand? Why do you want your partner, do you want to be the only person your partner sleep with? Because you consider that to be love. Yes. Isn't it? Of course, there are other reasons, but I'm just saying, isn't it? So, so, why is that when your children don't come to your birthday, you're offended? Because you consider that they don't love you. They don't care. So I'm trying to say, whether you are aware of it or not, you are choosing of... The world is chasing these three things. The only thing is, some don't even know or don't understand or what they are chasing, the way they are chasing, they will know what gets it. Amen. So, so it is important you decide to have these three things. The first one I will take is peace. Amen. Psalm 34, verse 14. The first one I would choose is peace. So Psalm 34, verse 14 says, Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Psalm 34, verse what? 14. It says, seek what? Peace and pursue it. The reason why we read this is to show you that peace do not just happen. To have peace, you are to seek peace and pursue it. Seek means you are to search for peace and go after it. (laughs) If you don't search for peace and go after peace, you will not have peace. So if someone is at peace, or is full of peace, he or she is not lucky. Yes. 
whether the persons are well or not, the person has been seeking peace and going after peace. No, to it says, seek peace and pursue it. So this is to show us that peace we seek, we sought peace. And we pursue peace. Psalm 37 verse 37 says something. Amen. The reason why we are reading the Psalms is to show us. Because I don't know whether it is lack of teaching. Or we don't have teachers or what. Because many Christians when they come to God or the Bible. I don't know. They don't see that it's reality. It's simply what you do and what you don't do. It's not for take. It's not just... It's not everything that comes upon you. Amen. So look at Psalm 37, verse 37. It said, There is a, it says, Consider the blameless. Observe what? The upright. There is a future for the man of peace. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. I want the other version, please. Amen. I want the other version. The only reason I want the other version, NIV or King James or something, they say there is a future for the man of other, but there's a key word there. Amen. Uh, King James, please. Uh, mm -hmm. Okay, say that for the end of that man is peace. Okay, you don't worry about it. I wanted the word, the end of that man is the man that seeketh what? Peace. Amen. But Psalm 34 verse 40 make it clear that we are to what? Seek what? Peace. So you have to seek peace and pursue peace. It means that search for peace and go after peace. It means that every decision you make, everything you get involved in, anyone you get involved in, make sure it will bring you peace. Search for peace. In marriage, don't search for only beauty. Today, let me leave the woman. Don't search for only handsomeness. Because there are some handsome men, you will not get peace. Like. Search for a man that will give you peace. Yes. Don't search for a man who will buy you Range Rover. No. Yes, the man will buy Range Rover, but you'll never be happy. Search for a man that will give you Peace in marriage, in job. Don't search for a job that will only bring you money. Search for a job that will bring you peace. Amen. Don't deal with people. That's the meaning of some, the first psalm, please. That's the meaning of it. That seek what? Peace and persuade. The place we used to be before we moved to here, I never had peace there. Hey, mommy, it wasn't small. When even my phone rang, then I panic. Oh, no, Nama. Oh, yes, it was that serious. A big man like my heart do cut. Because they can call me that when they came, they saw a drop of anointing oil. Except they will call me for a meeting. There are times now when they call me for a meeting, I'm even afraid to go. I'll call members to come with me. Yeah, to the extent one day I was tired, I said, You can drive. Yeah, sack me. We will go. If you want to sack us, we will go. Believe me. I used to have a business in Ghana. When I was living in Ghana, I was a, 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 a bus owner. We call it Trotro, so like a transport owner. So like you buy a bus, you employ two people. They use the bus to go and bring you sales. I never knew the business was like that until I get in. 
peace. I never had peace. Whenever my phone rings and it's on no number, my heart jumps. Because almost every week, the driver will call. We were in the middle of the road and the tire is gone. So this is broken. So this, then I found out that what they do is, because the law there is, if the driver did not work, because after every day they make sales. And if they work from 12 o'clock and their car breaks down, some, they still have to make sales. So just before 12, they will call. That means they don't have to make sales. Oh. I never had peace. That's when I realized you can have high blood pressure. Oh. Yeah, that's when. No, you see the call, then your hands like, was next? Your hand jumps. Your hand jumps. So he said, whatever you do, if you are making friends, if you are joining a church, make sure you seek peace. It's one that will give you peace. And make sure you will pursue that peace. The reason why I say pursue that peace, you can seek peace, but things can come up that will distract or fight or overturn that peace. So it's not just seeking peace, but following, pursuing it. Pursuing means that you, you are seeking the thing, you find it, but still you have to pursue it, go after it, because things may arise that will hinder that, that will fight that, that will derail that. So it's not just if you are going to buy a car, it's not just buying a car. Buy a car that will give you peace. It doesn't matter whether you are buying cash or high purchase or high renter. It doesn't matter. Whatever you must make sure it will give you peace. Please, you understand? Because you are to seek peace and pursue peace. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Isaiah 59 verse 8. Isaiah 59 verse 8. This one there is the person. It's not the computer. Isaiah mm -hmm, 59 verse 8. So look at Isaiah 59 verse 8. It says, The way of peace they do not know. There is no justice in their path. They have turned them into crooked roads. No one who works in them will know peace. So Isaiah is saying that there are people who don't know peace. And anyone who will work with those people will not know peace. Will not know peace. So there are things... There are paths, because remember, I said the way of peace or the path of peace, they do not know. So there are paths of peace, and there are paths that you will not find peace there. So sometimes as a pastor, when people are not finding peace in a situation, in a thing, and they don't want to change the situation, the thing, I laugh. Because you will not have peace. Because perhaps that way or that path do not know peace. Yes. Yes, they do not know peace. And you will not have what? Peace with them. There are friends if you have, you have peace. There are friends if you have, no matter what, you won't have peace. Oh, you won't have peace. You, you won't have peace. Oh. But you are to what? Choose what? Peace. Psalm 120, 
verse 6 to 7. So the Isaiah we read say, there are people who do not what? Know the way of peace. Amen. And you will know what? Find what? In them. They do not walk. It says anyone who walk in them will not know peace. Amen. Will not know peace. And look at Psalm 120 verses 6 to 7. It says, it says, look, look what it says. It says, <laughs> I know you are reading. <laughs> Let's see. say, too long, too long have I lived among those who hate peace. Yes. He said, I am a man of peace. So there are, apart from, there are people who don't know peace. There are also those who hate peace. Oh, yes. You can't have peace with them. You cannot have peace with them. And sometimes, don't say it's... <laughs> Okay, say whatever I want to say. But these people are more than those who know peace. No, no, it's all right. These people are more than those who hate peace and those who do not know peace. And I didn't say the first scripture said, you will not find peace with them. Yeah. And there are people, hey, any advice they give, if you obey it, it won't bring peace. Yeah. Yeah. Any advice they will give you, it doesn't matter what it's about, it will not bring peace. Oh, yeah. You see, so that's why the Bible says, make peace as long as it's in what? It's in what? Your power to make what? Peace. Let's read it, please. Amen. Why we say that? Because he knows that there are cases that no matter who you are, no matter what you desire, you won't get peace. It's not in your path. Because when you are dealing with a person who hates peace, or you are on the path, or with people who don't know peace, the Bible says you will not make peace. So such cases, the only way if you want peace is to what? Avoid it. That's all. Romans chapter 12 verse 18. 18, Romans chapter 12, verse 18. Romans chapter 12, verse 18. So he said, if it's possible, note, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Meaning, for you to have peace with people, connecting does not depend on only you. So there are cases, times, the only way to have peace is to move from that person, that group of people, that situation, yeah. that job, yeah. that neighborhood. Yeah. That's the only way. Be- because you, then, let's say you are a very peaceful person. You want peace, but it does not depend on only you. It's peace we want. It's peace I want. Hey, peace. Oh. So that when I sleep, I have a sound sleep. So that I'll sleep like a baby. It's peace we want. But the reason why we read this is to show that it does not depend on only you. And of course, it's to tell you that as long as it depends on you, 
make sure you choose peace. So there are things too from this scripture that if those things don't bring you peace, you are at fault. Yes, because it depends on you. If I should buy, for example, a car and the car don't bring me peace, it's my fault. Because I know that every month I'm saving, I'm able to save 100 pounds. Why should I go for a car that every month I have to buy, pay 200 pounds? I don't want peace. Yeah, I don't want peace. But if every month I'm able to save 500, I can go for a car and every month I'll even pay 400 because the red debit will always go. You understand? So as long as it depends on you, choose peace. You know this thing will bring confusion. You know this thing will bring fights. Why are you doing it? You don't want peace. You don't want peace. Yeah. Why will you do it? Why? You don't want peace. But whether you know it or not, what you actually want is peace. So now whatever you choose, decide to make sure there is peace in it. No matter how you want the thing, if it will not bring you peace, don't. Don't choose it. Don't buy it. Don't allow it. Move from it. Because you are to pursue peace. You are to choose what? Peace. Amen. Do we know we did fruit of the spirit and peace is one of the fruit of the spirit? And James chapter 3 verse 18. It says, peacemakers who sow in peace. So you see, Dora, peacemakers, they sow in peace. So there is a seed to sow. Yes, everything. So you sow choose by. Now when you are looking at marriage, you are not only looking at booms and bottles. You are looking at peace. Yes, yes. If you see how this girl is beautiful, this girl, if you see how she's beautiful, as if a doll that was made. Even if the girl loves you and she's faithful, will you be at peace? No, there are men that have married beautiful women. The women are 100% faithful, but the men cannot believe. They've become insecure. They are not at peace. They are not at peace. So don't look at that. It will see yourself. Would this give you peace? When she said, I'm going, I'll be back three days. Will you have peace and rest? Or you will not? Will you have peace or not? God bless you. Amen. Will you have peace? So now you have to choose peace in it. That's how you do it. You are aware. You are aware. You are aware. You already, there's a problem in the house because you spend less time at home already. And this job you are going to get is long hours. You don't want peace. Because you say more money. There will still not be peace. It will worsen. It will worsen. It will worsen. So choose peace. You see, when Christ was living, what he gave us is his peace. 
If Christ gave us his peace, it means peace is very, very, very important. Let's read it. John chapter 14, verse 27. Dora will read it for us. John chapter 14, verse 27. John chapter 14, verse 27. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not yet let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Amen. So where he was going, he said, he did not only leave us the Holy Spirit. We, we are aware of the Holy Spirit, but we forget to say, his peace he leave for us. His peace he give unto us. Because actually, what you don't really know is that what you really want is the peace. Oh, yes. It's the peace you want. It's the peace you want. Yeah. What you really want is peace. Yeah. And God knows that. If you have peace, eh, I don't know if time... Today, today, I'm not really teaching about peace. I'm teaching about three things you should fight to have. But if I should teach like I'm teaching about peace, you will see from the Bible that even health is connected to your peace. Your blessing is connected to your peace. Yeah, you will see that. You see that your prosperity is connected to your peace. Yeah. Yeah, you see that. See, one of the reasons they are setting business in Western countries, and you find it in the Caribbean or in Africa, is because there's no peace there. There's no peace. That's the only reason. Nobody will come and invest certain amount of level in a country that is not known to be peaceful. Because where there's no peace, there's no order. There's no order. And it will automatically generate envy, anxiety. And when there's anxiety, that's when people become greedy. Everybody's trying to secure themselves. Yeah. So Christ said, his peace he leave unto us. Psalm 29 verse 11 say, God give what? Strength. But the point I want to say, the Lord blesses his people with peace. Amen. So God gives peace. That tells us that peace is what? Important. Amen. Let's read it, please. One day I will teach only on peace. And I will, will take our time. You look at the benefit of peace. You will see it. You will see it. You will see it that without peace, you cannot even smile. Oh, you can't smile. You cannot be happy. You can't have joy. Yes. Yes, without peace. Ah, one of my favorite scripture about peace is a better, better. In fact, that one will read it. It's a better to eat a dry bread in peace than to eat a bowl full of meat without peace. Yeah. Yes, yes. It's better to stay in a one-bedroom house with peace than two-bedroom without peace. It's better to have one friend with peace than two friends without peace. It's better to drive a 20-year-old car with peace than a new car without peace. Yeah. We'll read that scripture. Oh, yes. 
Yes, yes. It's better to marry a dull man with peace than to marry a macho man without peace. I'm telling you. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah. Today I say I'm on the men, on the men. I've given the women break. Amen. It is better. It's better. And many are not choosing peace. Well, if you look at this man, when you call him, he doesn't pick right, you're panicking. You don't, you don't want peace. And you never have peace because there is not a way of peace. Peace is not that way. Yeah. So he said, the Lord blesses what? His people with what? Peace. The reason why we've read this is to show you that God, peace is so important that what? He gives what? His people what? Peace. Proverbs 17 verse 1, our last scripture on peace. Then we move on to faithfulness. Amen. Proverbs 17 verse 1. We are reading this anyway. So listen, this is what I read. Better a dry crust with peace and quiet than a house full of feasting and strife. Amen. Yes. 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 So it means that peace must come first before anything. Oh, yes. 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 Oh, yes. Yes. It's better, see, better to have a church of 50 people with peace than a church of 200 people without peace. Yeah, it's better. It, it dry crust. You know dry crust? You see, three days old baguette. Eh? You say, it's better to have that with peace than to have, you can say, Chinese without peace. Yeah, with strife and everything. Yeah, yeah. It's better. So now, anything you choose, anything you are involved in, anyone, make sure you seek peace in it. Make sure it will bring you peace. Because that's what actually you are seeking for. That's what actually you are seeking for. It will bring you peace. Other than that, you won't have peace. Many, many sicknesses is because people don't have peace. May, 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 most women don't want to age. <laughs> yeah, most women want to be young. Men, let me give you a vibe. If you really want to hit your wife, and you know, hit her with a punch that would dazzle her, make her feel. That's what I mean. One day when she dry, dress, don't say you are beautiful. Say, hey, if your wife is 40, say, hey, you look like 27. Hey, you have killed her. They like it. Why do you think they don't like mentioning their age? When you ask a woman their age, they'll say it's rude. It's true. Because they always feel they are old. Yeah. But what if you are not at peace, you age quickly. Yeah. 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 You age quickly. Yeah. Your features, your face, everything, the way you age quickly if you are not at peace. Yeah. People don't realize that. It is peace that keeps people young. Yeah. It is peace that makes you look younger. Yeah. So choose peace. Amen. So it's better. Ah. <laughs> Dry crust. <laughs> With peace. Yeah, it's alright. It's alright. It's good. 
Yeah, yeah. It's better. It's better to wear 10 pounds suit with peace than 200 pounds suit without peace. Let no one deceive you. It is better. Yes. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 3. The next thing now is so I'm saying that choose peace. Seek peace. The next thing is what? Faithfulness. I'm saying these are things you have to fight to become. So faithfulness to it is important that you choose to be faithful. To be faithful means to be committed. It means to be loyal. It is a choice. Yes, it's a choice. Yeah, you choose to be. You choose to be. You choose to be. You choose to be found. Like me, as a pastor, I've chosen. You see, you didn't know, but one of the things I've chosen is that no member of this church should find me unfaithful to him or her. Amen. Yeah, it's a choice I've made. Meaning, when you need me as your pastor, it shouldn't be that I will not be there Amen. for you. Amen. I don't mind if maybe a friend should find me unfaithful. I don't mind. Because I understand to be faithful to some, I'll end up being unfaithful to others. To be commit, you cannot commit to everyone and everything. You cannot be loyal to everyone and everything. So it's a choice. You choose. I've been at work. People call me 3 a.m., 4 a.m. when I'm working night. Yeah. Serious issue. This person has never needed you. He, as a member, she has never needed you. But that faithful midnight, she needs you, her pastor, and she called. Some have never needed you. They will never need you. Like when I say needed you, like, like call on you that moment. But that funeral hit him and you were not there. You say you are preaching another church. Oh, her pastor. It's not there. Her pastor. The only time she needs you to be there, to be there. Amen. So this scripture says, love and faithfulness never, what? Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. We are, we, we'll come back to this scripture. So it says, let faithfulness never leave you. So he's not talking that you expect faithfulness from others. He's saying that you let faithfulness never leave you. So you are to fight that faithfulness will never leave you. You are to fight that you will be faithful all the time. Because it says, bound them around your neck and write them on what? Your heart. Meaning when I see you, I should see faithfulness. Amen. Bind them around your neck. That's what it means. That's why we wear chain. Do you know why we wear chain? Because anyone who see you will notice the chain. That's why you are wearing it. That's why you are wearing it. So it means when we see you, we should see faithfulness. And your heart, as, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So it means 
That is what you should become. Faithfulness. Yeah. That's what you should become. It's a command. And when we read 1 Corinthians, please, chapter 4, verse 3, 4, verse 2. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2. It says, it is required of a steward. Other versions say servant. Other versions say, whatever version you put is all right. Those who have been given trust to be proved faithful. Other versions say to be found. Give me the, found, the version that says found. It's the same thing, proof. But I prefer the found. To be found faithful. Meaning, a time will come. A situation will come. Something will arise, and we have to find you faithful. But it's a requirement. Now that now that everything is sweet. So you are faithful. But let me offend you and let me see if you remember all those years and you remain faithful. Now that you need me. Let a time come now. You don't need me. You see more than I do. You have anointing people like. And let me see. If you be found faithful. But it is a requirement. Meaning you have to be faithful forever. When you understand this, you will not just get involved with anything, anyone. Because whatever you get involved with, not only should you be faithful, not only, but you must be found to be faithful. Because people change as situation changes. Or people can change as situation changes. But no matter the change, you should be found faithful. You should be found faithful. You should be found faithful. And you must fight this thing so to be. Because there are things that will, will fight this. There are things that will hinder it. If you are not a deep thinker, things will arise and you forget this friend, this partner who has been faithful to you. One of the greatest delusion in marriage is when people marry, which is, is the greatest delusion, it's also the highest foolishness in marriage. When people marry, then later, years go by, they think, oh, they could have got a better partner than the one they have. And, and you see them misbehaving because they think, oh, this person will me, or I could get someone. You are being deluded. If you should even just be sober small and look, you see people who are better than you. Whatever makes you think you are better. Who are searching, who has not got, or who no one has married them. Maybe you are talking people you sleep with. That one you get plenty. And that one, now, now, now it's easy. I can even give you some websites. Oh, oh yeah. All the dating websites. Yeah. Then maybe you are deceived. No, but I'm, I'm a pastor. I know what I'm saying. But all I'm trying to say, it doesn't, because see, then now you are full. Everybody, when you are full, they give you some food. You don't even like it. Yeah, it's because you are full. It's because you are married. It's because you are in it. You don't know. Yeah, go out and you'll see. you see. You, yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah, it's because you are in it. You are full, that's why. So I'm just saying this to say, you are not only required to be, uh, to be faithful, to bind faithfulness, but you are also to be found faithful. It's ongoing. It's ongoing. You are to be found to 
still be committed, still to be loyal. It's, it's, you must have that. When you have that, it makes you choose well. Yes, it makes you commit well. It makes you belong well. You do not just belong. You do not just choose. Because a faithful person, you know, as you are choosing, you will need to be faithful. You need to be committed. So if you are not sure, you won't. And it will save you, make you a better person. You realize you can't belong to all. You realize you can't do all things. Which saves you. Because the thing, okay, I don't want to go into that. Because today I'm not like teaching faithful, but I want you to know that you are to fight to be what? Faithful. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. First Peter chapter 4 verse 10. First Peter chapter 4 verse 10. First Peter chapter 4 verse 10. One of the things pastor suffers are unfaithfulness. Yeah. You see, but <laughs> and if you suffer unfaithfulness or disloyalty or betrayal, you see that is very, very, very painful. When relationship breaks down, marriages or uh, erotic relationship, when it breaks down, what really hurts people in it is the unfaithfulness, the, the, the disloyalty. That's what really hurts people. He said, each one of you should use the gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace. Amen. The reason why I chose this is even the gift of God, you can be unfaithful in administering the gift of God. But you have to faithfully administer means serve the gift, serve, use the gift. Like a pastor, one of the battles I'm fighting and I know I will fight all the days of my life to faithfully serve with the gift of God. Because sometimes how people behave, you wonder, is it because I didn't charge them? Or I was cool to them or I was down to earth or that's why they are saying this or behaving like that. Because like Paul said, you see, those who are charging them, they are running to them rather. And they have nothing to show. So you wonder. But I have to remember that the one who gave me the gift must find me faithful in administering, administering God's grace. I'm saying this to say that, so there are things if you see or you watch, you will easily think that then you will not be faithful. But it will go against you. I don't concentrate on them, but I look at those who are faithful. I look at those who are faithful. And I become much more faithful. Then I realize, it's their problem. It's their problem. You see, the Bible says it's difficult to find faithful people. It is difficult, believe me. It's difficult to find committed people. It's difficult to find trustworthy people. That's the, another way for faithfulness. It's difficult to find loyal people. But you, you be loyal. You be faithful. You be committed. The reason why I'm saying that you become, when you become that, you will begin to see well and choose well. You begin to know how precious it is. You even begin to know how dangerous it is.
And it will help you to have faithful people around you. Because it is only to the faithful that they will be faithful around. Believe me. Let's read some scriptures. Amen. Psalm, Psalm 1, 12 verse 1 to 3. Psalm 12 verse 1 to 3, please. Please, let's read it, Dora. Mm -hmm. Psalm 12, verse 1 to 3, for the director of music. As, uh, for the godly are no... Sorry, help, Lord, for the godly are no more. The faithful have vanished from among men. Everyone lies to his neighbor. Their flattering lips speak with deception. May the Lord cut off all flattering lips and every boastful tongue. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> I'm sure David really experienced it. Amen. What did he say? He said what? Help what? Lord, why? For no, the faithful has vanished from among men. For him to say the faithful has vanished among what? Men. It means there aren't many faithful people. Most people, their dealing is connected to what they get, what they will gain. But that is not right. Yes, there is a place that your dealing is connected to what you get. But you make it officially. I am coming to work for you 40 hours. You give me 15 hours every day. But even that one, they require faithfulness. They require commitment. They require loyalty. Yeah. But the point I want to make is see how he said, help, Lord. Why? The faithful have vanished among men. Look at Proverbs, please. Proverbs chapter 28, verse what? 20. It says, a faithful person, who can get? Who can have? Proverbs 28, verse 20. Amen. Look at it. It says, a faithful man. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> we, what, which scripture did we read right now? Psalm 12 verse 3. Sorry, Psalm 12 1 to 3. Wow. One second, please. Because I'm cutting scriptures, that's why. Psalm 12 1 to what? 3. That's what we just read. Mm. Okay. Psalm 12 what? 1 to 3. Okay, Proverbs 20, verse 6, please. Proverbs 20, verse 6. <clears throat> Proverbs 20, verse 6. Proverbs 20, verse 6. Mm -hmm. So that Psalm 12 says that what? Lord, help, for the faithful has vanished. And then Proverbs 20, verse 6 say, Many a man claim to have unfailing love, but a faithful man who can find? So there's scarcity of faithful people. Those who want to belong to all and be faithful to all and all to be faithful, you are digging your own grave. There aren't many faithful. The point I'm trying to say is that faithfulness is scarce. But you became faithful. You decide to be faithful. You, the Bible commands you to buy faithfulness on your neck 
and in your heart. The Bible commands that when the need arises, you should be forward, faithful. So you choose to be faithful. Choose to be among the few that are faithful. And you know what? When I teach faithfulness as a subject, you see that it comes with a lot of benefits. And I would like us to look at only two of the benef benefits. Amen. The first one is the first one is Second Samuel chapter twenty-two, verse twenty-six. Amen. Second Samuel chapter two, verse twenty-two to twenty-six. Amen. So he said, the first one, he said, to the faithful, God shows himself faithful. If you are faithful, God will always show himself to you faithful. Meaning, God will always be faithful to you. God will always bring you faithful people. Believe me. It means if you are faithful, God will not. That's why I say, if you want faithful people, don't be entitled. You become faithful. If you want committed people, don't be entitled. You become committed. It's another word for faithfulness. If you want loyal people, don't feel entitled. You become loyal. You fight to remain loyal. To don't faithful, God will show himself faithful. God will show himself faithful. And the last scripture on this, then we look at love. Amen. Proverbs chapter 28 verse 20. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 20. It says, a faithful person will be richly what? Blessed. A faithful person. So a faithful person is richly blessed. When you are, yes. Yeah. A faithful man will be richly what? Blessed. When you are faithful, you, you get blessed. Believe me. You get blessing. You see, a faithful person Life, no matter what, become very simple. When I say very simple, is you can be count on, you can be found. Yeah, you don't disappear in and out. People will have you in their mind, like this church. There are people who have them in their mind. And it's purely connected to their faithfulness, their commitment, their loyalty to the church. I don't need to think. And there are people, if I don't intentionally go on my list, they are not in my mind. That, that's the truth. I haven't chosen. I didn't decide who to. It's purely the person. Faithfulness, commitment. It's purely. And it's a blessing. It's a blessing. So you choose to be faithful. There aren't many, but there are. Yes. You choose to be faithful. We can't trust ourselves. It's a sign of not faithfulness. You choose to be found faithful. Fight. Fight to be. Fight to be. Because someone may anger you. Someone may offend you. One of the things that helped me to remain faithful is I always think and I intentionally remember. I always intentionally remember. Yes. I always remember. I always. It's sometimes I sit down and I remember because the Bible said David remembered. God said 
told David, say, remember, you were a sheep, you were a shepherd, and I brought you, and he said, I gave you your master's wives and house. If this was not enough for you, ask me, I would have given you more. Why did you? You see, God told them, he said, take these stones so that you remember. He said, take this uh, manna, this jar, so that you remember, because human beings easily forget. And that is our weakness. So I always intentionally remember. Oh, yes. I can, all of you, I can tell you the first time I met you. I can tell you the exact thought I had. I can tell you what I said in my heart. I can tell you. Because every now and then, I do remember. I intentionally remember. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. All of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like Amanda, the first time I met her, I knew she was coming to church. Someone brought her, Dora brought her. And I prayed and I ministered deliverance to her. And in the midst of the deliverance, I gave her, I was there to give her oil to drink. Am I right? And she drank the oil. And she went. After the service, she went. And when she went, the demons in her began to react to the oil. So her stomach, and she called me on the phone that night. Too, and the first thing she said was, Pastor, what did you give to me to drink? <laughs> I've never experienced this before. So it's a reaction. I said, thank God Dora was with her. I said, we are here. I remember I was sitting on my bed. I said, we are praying for you. I said, Dora, be updating me every 15 minutes. I won't stop praying till it's over. Amen. Amen. And indeed, I didn't stop praying till it was over. But then I remember what she doesn't know. I said, God, God, let her be saved. Let it work. Let, so, and give her to me. Give her to me as a sheep for me to shepherd her. So I always remember myself when I was asking, when I wanted her as a sheep. So no matter what, I remember that. Then that make me remember that I have to be faithful. You see, I remember when I wanted her as a sheep. When I was afraid that this experience will make her not to come again. You see, I, I, I remind myself, the moment I remind myself, she became precious to me. Yeah. Remember when you were hoping, fighting, praying, fasting that the man will propose. Now she has proposed, now he's nothing. No, I'm telling you, the way to quench is to remember that time. Re remember that time. You, you are, if you don't remember, it will be difficult to be faithful. Remember that time. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that time. When I met, I can, I, say, I can tell you all of you, but I don't want to. You have to remember. Remember, you have to remember. When you were eager that the lady would say yes to you, you were putting up your best behavior, everything. Now you don't value. You are misbehaving. But remember, you even felt he was higher than you. You were afraid, you were afraid that he's in my class, he's in my class. Now you take it for granted. It's because you've forgotten. You have to remind yourself to help you to remain faithful. Yes. Yeah. 
my father in the Lord, I, I intentionally do remember. I remember my first vision. My first vision I saw, he interpreted it to me. I remember a season in my life when I used to call him almost every day for him to pray with me. I remember when I used to have dream, I don't know what he means, and he would interpret the dream. I remember when I used to see him ministering, healing, delivering, I used to see him as a superman. Now, I do all those things, but I always remind myself. The moment I remind myself, he still becomes so precious to me. It's to help me to be faithful, to be committed, because if you don't remember, you'll be in trouble. You'll be in trouble. You'll be in trouble. Amen. So you become faithful. Amen. The last one that you have to fight, fight to get is love. Many people feel they're entitled to love. I'm not saying fight to be loved, no. You fight that you will love. You will be what? Full of love. Amen. Because the command is that we are to love one another. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Let's read it. Amen. Romans, please. Chapter 13, verse 8. Romans chapter 13, verse 8. Romans 13, verse 8. So it says, Let no depth remain outstanding, except the continuing depth to love one another. For he who loves his fellow man has fulfilled the law. So the Bible says, we owe each other love. We owe each other love. We are to love one another. But you see, you cannot love. You cannot love when you don't have love. You can't. You cannot love when you don't have love. As a pastor, I've come across people that will say, it's too good to be true. It's not too good to be true. It's because where you are from, there's no love. Where you are from, people don't give people presents. People don't call people to check up on them. So when somebody gave you present, called to check up on you, think the person wants you. Where you are from, nobody gives or do anything for anyone for free. So even though the person is giving or doing for free, you are wondering what is behind it. What is the game plan? It's because you don't have love. Yeah, yeah, it's because you don't have love. It's because love gives. Yeah, yeah. Love is not self-seeking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you don't have, you cannot give what you don't have. So to, for us to love one another, first of all, you are to have love. And know what he said? He said, we owe each other love. Yeah. In fact, there are other scriptures that say, that is the only thing we owe one another. Yeah. So you need to love. And this I'm talking about normal agape love, yeah. which is involved all types of love have. If your partner don't love you as a friend, forget marriage. 
I'm telling you the truth. Because that is the basic of what? Love. Amen. John chapter 13, 34 to 35. So you must fight to have love. Because you owe me love. You are to give me love. If you don't have love, you cannot give me love. Amen. And love is the fulfillment of what? The word of God. John chapter 13, 34 to 35. Mm -hmm. Yeah, continue. Mm -hmm. John chapter 13, verse 34 to 35. A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. Amen. So it said we are to love one another. They say he has loved us. So are we to what? Love one another. So we are to love one another. And when we talk about love, I mean love. I don't mean flattery. First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 to 7. I don't mean flattery. I'm not talking about courtesy here. I'm not talking about manners here. I'm not talking about culture here. I'm talking about love. 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 Give me love. I'm talking about love. So he said we are to love. And he said, and this is love. To be patient. To be kind. Not to envy. Not to boast. Not to be proud. Not to be rude. Not to be self-seeking. Not to be easily angered. Small thing. You are angry. Even big thing. Not to be easily angered. Not keep records of the wrong. Not delight in evil. This is what we mean. I'm not talking about you have a nice hair. That is not love. Come men can easily say that. Your enemies will even say that. But that you'll be kind to one another. You must be kind to yourself and be kind to one another. Yes. Yeah. No, you see, anything you are not, you cannot be to somebody. If you, you find it difficult to buy yourself 20 pound perfume, will you buy me 20 pound perfume? Even if you do, you expect a certain reaction. Maybe you like me to carry you, which I will not carry, and you'll be offended. Because you think you've done something extreme, but to me, it's normal. So if you are not kind to yourself, you cannot be kind to anybody. Yeah. Women, be kind to your husband, say. Oh, always so. Eh? Be kind, la. A bit of kindness. Ah, be kind, oh. Love does not envy. This is what I'm talking. I'm not talking about emotion, feeling. No, 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 no. Love does not seek self. Anything be involved, people involved, be aware about them. What about them? Enough of me, 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 me. Anything that involves someone is no more you. You cannot say me. It's an error. You don't have that. Anything that involves somebody, you must consider the person who is involved in that. 
You see, the Bible says many waters cannot what? Kill love. Amen. Let's read it. Amen. Songs of Songs or Songs of Solomon 3 verse 5. We are not reading the many waters. I'm reading something else. Amen. Praise the Lord. Songs of Songs. The reason why I want to, the reason, the reason why we are going to read these five scriptures or four scriptures is to show you that you have to fight to love because love can die. Love can increase. So love is not a feeling. It is a decision. It is a choice. It's not a feeling to be patient. Isn't it? It's not a feeling to be kind. Sometimes the things our children do, we put up with. Our neighbor will do less than 10% and that is it. Or we are saying that we love our children than the neighbor. I'm just saying this to say that love is a choice. It's a choice. It's what you do. Amen. So he said that do, do not arouse or awaken love until it's so desired. Of course, he's talking about erotic love. You understand? But erotic love have agape love in it. You understand? So it means that love can be what? Awaken. Yes. You can awaken love. It means you can learn to love. Can learn to love. Yes. That's why arranged marriages work. Yeah, Because you can learn to love a person. You can decide to love a person. Even if you don't have love for a person, you can learn to love the person. Believe me. Anyway, it is a matter of choice. And it's a matter of what? Your mindset. Amen. Look at Hebrews chapter 10 verse 24. It says we should provoke one another to love. Amen. It means you can provoke love. It means you can provoke love from people. People can provoke love from you. Amen. Just the three, please. Hebrews chapter what, 10 verse 24, please. Amen. So it said, Hebrews chapter 10 verse 24, look at it. It said, we may spare one another on towards love. And, and another version, please. Amen. So you can provoke love. Yeah. You can decide to show your love towards what? People. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to what? Good works. But we are interested in what? The love here today. Matthew chapter 24 verse 12. Jesus said that because of increase in weakness, many people's love will grow out cold. Twelve. If love can grow cold, it means love can also grow what? Hot. And this one, he was saying the reason why many people's love will grow because of iniquity. Iniquity. 
Amen. Other versions say wickedness. So I can decide that my love will grow cold. Or your actions can make my love for you begin to go down. But you must fight to love. You must fight to love. You, must. you see, good marriages is not because there is no problem. The best of marriages. The best of marriages. It's not because there's no problem. It's because they are determined that the love will not grow cold. The best of friends, not because an issue has never risen for one to be highly wrong or offended. Because all these things are there to fight love. But you must determine that your love will not grow. It's a many, because I've an increase in wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. Wickedness can let your love grow cold. But your love shouldn't grow cold. No, it shouldn't grow cold. Because you must decide to love. And you must decide to be full of love. You see, this thing, if you decide to love, and if you decide to be full of love, what will happen is you see that you will begin to choose carefully. You will see that there are people you can't love. You see that there are people to love is like a is like you are a fool. So you see that that is what now will make your choices become better, improve. You, what you belong will change. What you give yourself to will change. Please, do you get it? Um, the reason why we read all these things to show us that love is a choice. Love can be affected. When we were doing Bible studies on marriage, many thought that, how can someone who loves me not stop loving me? People can stop loving. You can kill the love people have for you. Because there's a scripture that says you have to stir up love. So you can stir up love or you can quench it. You the women who wear tiny things in the house. You wear tiny things. Your worst clothes you wear in the house. Yeah. Torn things in the house. Things that are torn, faded. Things that you don't even go to your next door with. That's what you wear in your house. Men wearing boxes with holes. You are killing the love. You are destroying the love. I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you are killing the love. Especially that... That thing people put on your head, that brown thing, then it's like you wake up. It's like you are, you are bad. To make it worse, then you put bold and you put makeup on the side. That thing. You are killing the love. Instead of staring up the love, rather, you are, you are this. We <laughs> saying a new look. It's, of course, it's a new look. To kill the love. So choose that look. It's, it's your choice. Hey, people have done makeup. See, you don't realize it. We should go. Your, your husband or your partner sees you in the morning. You are looking like that. Goes to work. Everybody he sees outside is wearing their best. They are looking crepes. Nice, beautiful. Yeah, outside. He comes back in. You are looking that again. 
Meanwhile, when you are going outside, you look like all those outside. But the relative with your husband is you are always looking this way. Consciously or unconsciously, why is my wife looking like that? It applies to the men too. Meanwhile, the Bible says a husband or a wife should please. Meanwhile, in the house, you have to do yourself nice, rather. So what you don't know is your husband or your wife is seeing everybody looking good except you. Except you. You have to get a special attire for the house. If you know you struggle, in your mind, this is your house clothes. House clothes does not need to be faded things, things you don't like, things that are torn. No, shoes that are gone. I beg you. It's no, no. Who taught you that? Where did you learn that from? Listen, we are in United Kingdom. You can even get clothes at age UK, their shop, one pound twenty. <laughs> Cancer research, two pound forty. So there's no excuse. But what I'm trying to say is. You, I'm rather meant to stay up, love. Even if, if you won't stay up, leave it like that. You're rather killing it. <laughs> anyway, let's not go there. <laughs> We've already been there. <laughs> Our last scripture for today, or last but one. Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. Amen. Matthew chapter 6. Or no, let's read First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 2, rather. Yeah, last but one scripture. All I'm trying to say that you must have love. You must fight to have love because there are things that might happen that if you are not careful, you cannot love again. Yeah, you cannot love again. So this scripture says, if I have a gift of prophecy and can, can find to all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but I have not love, I am nothing so no matter if you don't have love you are nothing and if you really work with someone who doesn't have love you understand the scripture well everything becomes very painful very difficult whenever you meet the person with any person any environment it's like what's next yeah what's next so you need to have love. You need to have love. It is this scripture that when you read further, it begins to tell us what love is. That love is patient, love is kind, love is that. Decide you have love. When you have love, you see how precious love is then you also see that there are people without love. Yeah. Yes. There are people without love. Then it, you see, all this thing you know, but when you, you see, when you, ha- when you have love, you, when you see people without love, you know. When you see places without love, you know. Then, you see, you will be avoiding it because wisdom will let you choose. But if you don't have love, you wouldn't even know. Our last scripture, First Peter chapter 3, verse 7. Amen. Because if you have love, you have nothing. 
when another scripture says, even if you burn yourself without love, you gain nothing. You gain nothing. You gain nothing. So look at this. It says, husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker partner. Husbands, do you hear that? Hey, husbands are not minding you. <laughs> and as hair with you of the gracious gift of life, so that nothing... Change this version for me, please. I want the version to say, live with them according to knowledge. Amen. According to what? Knowledge. Amen. So it says, likewise, ye husband, dwell with them according to what? Knowledge. According to knowledge. Amen. So the reason, when you read husband and wife in marriage in the Bible, the only requirement is love. Husband, love thy wife. Wife, love thy husband. Love one another. So it means that even though we are talking love, it doesn't mean blindly. You must go about it according to knowledge. According to knowledge. Not blindly. Because love is something you do, something you choose. If you truly are full of love, there are things you will not get involved. Yeah. There are people you will not get involved because yeah. you know it will be impossible to love. Yeah. You know to love in this or that means you must be destroyed or you must be taken advantage of. Please, do you understand me? Yes. I found it very interesting when mature people, grown-ups say, uh, when people are taking advantage of them and later they say, oh, they think that people love them. I, I wonder. How can that make you think you love them? But what I'm trying to say, to love doesn't mean be blind or no, 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 no. When, I, when we study love from the Bible, you see that in order to love, you must even punish. You see that punishment is a form of love. Discipline, yeah. One popular scripture says, God, what? Discipline did that what? He loves. There's a lot of scriptures. So I'm trying to say, love is not flattery. Love is things, the way you go about things with people. Genuine and you mean it. And you must love because if you have no love, you are, not, you are nothing. People can sense love. People can sense faithfulness. People can sense peace. All these things, it shows on one. Yes, it shows on one. It makes life worth better. There's a scripture that says it's better to be in a house dripping with water than to be with a woman or some woman. There's one that says without love. <laughs> Church, what am I saying? There's another scripture that says love is the greatest. Among all things. So I'm saying you are to fight to have love. I always pray every service that God today to let me be full of love. I always say, let love come out of me. I always pray that prayer. Yeah. Because I say, even if I prophesy without love, I'm just making noise. You understand? So you must be determined. The reason why I use the word fight is. Things might happen, but you will say you will not allow that to make you a bitter person or stop you from loving. 
You will not allow that to make you unfaithful. You will not allow that to put you on a path that you will never have peace again. Amen. You must be determined to have peace. Amen. Don't look at things just like that again. See if you will see peace in it. Make sure you are full of love. Make sure you are faithful, committed, loyal to whatever you choose. And believe me, you will feel God more. And life will go well. Because all these things, if you read the Bible, if you take a subject, all these things are fruit of the Spirit. Love is the fruit of the Spirit. Patience is a fruit of the Spirit. Yeah, faithfulness is a fruit of the Spirit. God is love. Yeah. God is the prince of peace. God, the Bible says, he's never unfaithful. Even if we are unfaithful, he remains faithful. If you become this, God will be with you more. And your life with humanity will be better. This is what God is. Fight to be this. Be determined. Because then let that thing go so that you'll be peace. You have peace. Then, then say no to that so that you dwell in love. Then reject that so that you'll be faithful. You are better off. Lift up your voice and just begin to pray regarding the word of God that you have heard today. Pray regarding the word of God that you have heard today. And as you pray in the mighty name of Jesus, I agree with you that may God, God fill you with love. May you have love. May you be able to love. For greater love has no man. May you be able to love. It is not easy. You come across people. You come across situations that make it difficult to love. But you must override it for your own good. For the one who loved the most, the Bible says, is the greatest. Choose peace. Choose peace. May God make you to choose peace. When you study the Bible, we are even guided with peace. God guide us with peace. And may you be faithful. May you be be among the faithful one. May you be a loyal person. May you be among the fewer. The scarcity. We believe you have been blessed by the teachings of God's word. For audio CDs, videos, books and other information, please visit our website on www.devotionallightchurch.com God bless you.